Hey everybody, and welcome to Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network presents Marking Out the Days, Weekend Warriors, episode 14. This episode is covering July 25th, 1992 versions of WWF Superstars and WCW Saturday Night. I'm one half of your hosting squad, Kobe Nida, and as always, I'm joined by... As, as as always, I'm joined by Oh, it's just me this week Dave is still on uh, vacation, everybody He'll be back next week It's just me this week No, I'm not going to do a watch along No, I'm not going to do that again I'm going to run down each episode Like I usually do And uh, give myself some feedback If that makes sense And uh Try to make sense of this all. Usually, what we do here is uh, quiz everybody on the pop culture stuff. How do you guys feel about just uh, going back and um, seeing what the heck is, uh, what's popular right now? Um, What's going on in the movie world? What came out at this time in July? It's the... Last week of July, actually, we're covering 25th, so it's not really the last week, it's a half week. Um, let's see, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, July 24th, 1992, 86 minutes, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Everybody like that one? It's a good one, bringing you back. I liked it as a kid, it was always on HBO, so uh, always watched that one. I was looking up the billboard. Uh, let's see if Sir Mixalot is still uh, in the lead, if you will, or in the rear. <laughs> you see what I did there? Hello? Okay. Just uh, just seeing if you guys were still with me. Thanks for being there. Yes, he is. Fifth week in a row. Holy shit. Baby got back is rolling it through right now um just in the lead top 100 billboards awesome good stuff all right well you guys ready to hop into this let's do this i need to hear you also i really need you guys to like rate review subscribe more importantly on itunes on the new feed for the retromania pro wrestling podcast network please Give us a, just five stars, maybe, a nice review, that would help, Um, I don't know, something, let me know that you're listening, otherwise, adios amigo. Alright, let's get into it, let's start off with WWF Superstars, as we usually do, about, I guess, 11am, July 25th, 1992. Just in time for Mick Jagger's birthday. (sighs) Mick Jagger's going to be at Wembley Stadium watching SummerSlam. I know him. He's from the Beatles. They do that song, Maggie. (laughs) Yeah, okay. It's Vince and Mr. Perfect. Talking about SummerSlam and Wembley Stadium. Yeah, good stuff. Vince asks Mr. Perfect what it's like to be out in the cold, not in the main event 
of SummerSlam regarding Ric Flair not being able to re-challenge uh, Macho Man for the WWF Championship. It's actually going to be Macho Man Randy Savage defending the title against former champion Ultimate Warrior. Flair is not getting a shot against Macho Man. That's that's crazy. Uh, Mr. Perfect says he'll be watching Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior later tonight in their face-to-face -face confrontation. That's right. That's also what's going down tonight. And we are also going to get Shawn Michaels, Tatanka, Nails, and the Beverly Brothers all in action. Um, let's start off with some action then. Out first is Tatanka, but I have it typed as Tonka. Tonka, you know, the little Tonka toy? Anyhow, that's Vince. Uh, he's set to go against Perry Saturn. No, it's not. It's Perry Saturn, but he's known as Peter Motz. Uh, so um, it's going to be Tatanka and Peter Motz here. Wow, interesting pairing. Uh, I mean, Peter Motz, Perry Saturn is not the same guy that, as we know, in a couple years that would become part of the Eliminators in ECW and then later become Perry Saturn in WCW and then Saturn and then, you know, the rest in WWF. Um, chop and a hip toss from Tatanka. A huge backdrop. Yay! A chop and then a chop to the head off Brett's rope. Tatanka has a picture-in-picture -picture promo during the match about taking revenge on the model Rick Martel for taking that feather 14 weeks ago. What the fuck? Let's get to this match. Please. 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 14 fucking weeks. What the fuck? Indian backdrop. One, two, three. Tatanka wins. Then we go to a preview for Ico Pro versus WWF in a tug of war. Pull on something, damn it. Pull for your favorite team. Pull on. You get the gist, goddammit. Okay, it's Body Star Wars is what he calls it. You're not ripping off WCCW or Star Wars in general, but anyhow, these bodies... They have to go to war. It's what I dream about all the time. Hacksaw Jim Duggan is going to lead his team of fine-tuned, freaky musclemen, says Vince. What the fuck? Perv. All right. And then the other team is going to be captained by Mr. Perfect, and he has a gathering of a team as well. It's going to be uh, Ric Flair, um... The Berserker, um, fuck, I'm, I'm blanking, Money, Inc., um, and one more in there. Yeah, that's next Saturday morning. Anyhow, find that out at 10. Maybe I'll run that down on a .5 episode. Huh, a .5 episode? What are those? Well, wait to figure out. Then we get an update with Mean Gene, and I don't mind telling you, brought to us by... Russell Fest 1992, we get the announcement for the natural disasters. Hey, they beat Money Inc. at a house show in Worcester, Massachusetts. Is that Worcester? Or Worcester? 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 
you know what? I, Dave, help me out here. Dave? No, Dave's not here. Mean Gene tries to get a word with the former champs, and Jimmy Hart screams outside of a door. This is like at the event, um, but I guess it's actually pre-taped, and it's inaudible by Jimmy Hart. He's like, baby. Yeah. Um, then we go to the natural disasters right after that, a clip from after them winning the titles. We're going to defend the titles anywhere, anytime, and we're going to keep these belts for a long, long time. And they say that in sync with each other. Okay, cool. All right, sweet. We'll see. We will see. We go to a commercial and come back, and it's Phil Apollo in the ring, set to go against. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I didn't like the Sherry version of Shawn Michaels' theme. It's Shawn Michaels out with Sherry. She's holding the mirror. Um, fuck you guys. I didn't like this version. I like him singing it. Anyhow, Vince says, Can you imagine someone carrying a mirror to the ring? I'm going to do that multiple times. <laughs> we haven't heard a true Vince laugh, have we? He doesn't have like an evil laugh. That's the one thing about him. He doesn't have an evil laugh. I mean, I haven't heard it. it someone pipe it in then. Yeah, you're not editing the show. Fuck off. All right. Yeah, it's me. Oh, sweet. Here we go. You want to fight? Cool. All right. Anyhow, we have a nice spot where uh, Phil is on the outside of the ring. He has been dumped out by Shawn Michaels. He's on his feet after spilling to the outside. Sherry holds the mirror in his face, and Shawn is on the apron and comes off with a double axe handle to the back of Phil Apollo while he's looking in the mirror. It's cool. It's a cool visual. The way they caught it on uh, camera and everything, uh, it, it's a great little visual. I like this spot. Um, maybe somebody should have a mirror and maybe use it to their advantage and maybe use it more as a gimmick rather than fucking staring at it like your vascularity, like I do every day, pal. All right, I'm sorry. This is not going to be a tangent on Vince. I'm going to get off Vince right now. Anyhow. Sean wins with his nut-grabbing backdrop. Uh, what is Sherry wearing, says Vince. It's a sheer black gown, and she has some thong underwear underneath. I don't see anything wrong with it. She looks really fucking really good. Uh, uh, sorry, it's not a vascular dude, Vince, uh, and it's not like a skinny, no-shaped uh, blonde. Anyhow, I digress. All right. All right. We go to my favorite part of each week. It's Razor Ramon. You know, my everybody, I mean, everybody in the WWF, they wishing they could be on top. They dreaming of being the WWF champion. They may as well be wishing on a star, man. <laughs> they may as well be throwing the Nadero in line of wishing well. Oh, sweet. Like this monkey. And he pushes the guy that's 
throwing change in a wishing well. What? I would never do that. I don't think that's prevalent now in 2019. People would be scooping that change up. We need that bread in 2019. I digress. Anyhow. Razor says, I make his dream come true, man. He dreaming of a swim. Now, I'm going to make a razor dream come true, man. Not by wishing, but by taking. And I'm going to take anything I want in the WWF. He didn't say the WWF title. They're like, eh, maybe he's like an icy guy. I don't know. Icy guy. He's an icy guy. ISIS guy. Uh, Ice. Wait. You know, hey, guys. Let me edit this part out. Then we go to event center with Sean Mooney, and he tosses the high energy. And hey, you know what, fat boys? You nasty. What the fuck? It's the same thing. Repo Man. You know, I don't like this. What the fuck? It's the same promo. All right. Okay, I see what you're doing here, superstars. You see what you're doing here. You're playing the same thing. You're trying to trick a brother. I don't get tricked that quick. I'm not going to cover it. We go to the commercial and come back. We're previewing SummerSlam inaugural report with Mean Gene. And this is going to have a little spin. English, if you will. Did you get that joke, everybody? All right, Monday, August 31st. Wait, Monday night is a pay-per-view. SummerSlam, 1992. Wow. Macho Man against Ultimate Warrior for the WWF title. Bret Hart will put his title, his intercontinental title, on the line against the British Bulldog. Whoa, that came out of nowhere. Uh, Then all of a sudden we go to a promo with Bret. Brett says in his promo, I wouldn't want to defend my title against anyone else. And there's a lot of people who don't know. Bulldog is married to my sister. And there's a lot of blood involved. And we don't want any bad blood. But the truth is, you're up against a hitman. And I'm going to beat you there in England for the title. Whoa, sweet. Wow, a lot of... A lot of shit dropping right there. Bulldog then counters with a promo and says, Brett, it's only four weeks away, and there's a lot of tension building in the families, and there's a lot of tension building inside of me. His heart from the crack. But it remained... Defeat undefeated in the UK, and I'll stay that way come SummerSlam. All right, wow, sweet, good shit here. Um, uh, Brett the Hitman, uh, Davy Crackman Smith, uh, Davy Boy Smith. Um, dude, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, Mean Gene says, uh, we'll be looking. Like the Hatfields and McCoys of the 90s. We'll see. And then we'll also get Kamala facing off against The Undertaker at SummerSlam. 
what? That came out of nowhere. I asked about that, actually, on uh, one of these episodes with Dave. And we, like, we kind of, like, I guess he either just swerved me, bro, or we forgot about it. But, um, yeah, it's just, it came out of nowhere because Undertaker right now is working with the Berserker. Um, we got a lot of stuff moving parts kamala was working with the ultimate warrior what what, what's going on okay anyhow we go to a promo with paul bearer and (laughs) they and the undertaker and they talk about kamala and they said he'll be made an example the darkness rules once again he's like a black lion I will never forget that quote from Vince talking about Kamala. Also signed for a match, Shawn Michaels with Sherry Martell set to go and collide with Rick Martell. What the fuck is going on with the 14-week build of him and Tatanka? Wait, I thought... What Okay, Uh, all of a sudden we get a promo and Rick Martel says, uh, you know, this whole match is because Sean cost me the Intercontinental Championship against Bret Hart when I had a one said and done, but he's still holding the feather. I guess these are slow burns. I mean, it's it's nice, but they should have at least touched in some way. 14 fucking weeks. Even WCW lets the guys touch by then. Come on, you can't do that slow burn. Uh, that, like, slow of a build. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Mean Gene says, more updates on SummerSlam next week. All right, I'll be looking forward to that. Everybody stay tuned. We go to a commercial and come back and in the ring from the Bronx is Jason Speed. Yeah, I'm a little speedy. I'm 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 Jason from the Bronx, and I don't like taxi cabs. I like the Ubers, and uh, my opponent's gonna be Nails. All right, Nails. Anyhow, Nails is an idiot. He puts his hands up, facing the camera, uh, like he's going against the brick wall, and gets patted down by referee Danny Davis. This is actually a pretty funny spot. I like it. Nails wins with a choke. And then chokes Jason with a nightstick. And some folks with a gurney come out and try to take a little Jason Speed uh, out of here. And they, they zoom off. It, they, yeah, I didn't even see them leave. Uh, Mr. Perfect leaves um, because we'll see what's coming up next. We go to Sean Mooney in the event center with Mr. Berserk, Mr. Berserker, with the Berserker and Mr. Fuji. And they will still be coming for The Undertaker, I guess. All right, we're flipping the booking around, but like I said, it's taking a long time. Mr. Fuji the whole time in the background, though, while Berserker's saying every line is, he's like, uh-huh, ha <laughs> uh-huh. oh, oh, yeah, ah, good time, yeah, good line. Basically, that's how he sounds. Um. Then we get the same exact promo from last week of the Mountie and Jimmy Hart talking about that big-ass dildo. Shock stick. 
You know what I mean. Commercial, and we come back, and it's Mean Gene on the podium, and he welcomes the challenger and former champion, the ultimate warrior. And he's looking a little bigger here, I said. Well, actually, Vince says, he looks a little bigger. Yeah. Wait. Vince, do you really want that going on right now? Let me talk to you, Vince. Okay. Anyhow, we shall see how that goes. The cycle continues. <laughs> Get it? Because, the you know, like when you do steroids, you do cy- cycles. Ah, God, that, that's how I do it. All right. And his opponent, the WWF champion, Macho Man Randy Savage. And actually, I can't do this justice, so I'm going to pipe in this audio right now. Man, I rise in the morning 
with a vision. The same vision that I lay to sleep with at night. And that vision is to once again become the World Wrestling Federation champion. And in front of 80,000 people, warriors and macho maniacs, I will realize this dream. champion right now and about the future ultimate warrior about Wembley Stadium uh, the future is gonna be nothing different you know why because I know who you are but more important than that I know who I am I'm the macho man Randy Savage and I'm the World Wrestling Federation champion and you're not chest and walking up to the podium challenging macho man lifting his spirits in a way there macho man and ultimate warrior are face to face on the podium Perfect. Oh yeah, Ric Flair, I don't want any part of you or Mr. Perfect. 
No, I don't. You know why? Because I'm the macho chicken. Ooh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Oh, no. Randy Savage is leaving the podium. Randy Savage is headed to the ring. Randy Savage is headed right in. Yes, there he goes. He almost ran over the caravan. Randy Savage going up to Ric Flair. Covering Ric Flair. Mr. Patrick pulled off his belt. What's he doing? Oh, no. Patrick Garrity. Randy Savage is choking him down with his belt. Double team effort. Flair and Patrick all some great stuff it's going to be an epic encounter and great way to book that stuff uh i mean disregard what i said earlier they're doing a good job with this anyhow we go to a commercial and come back it's red taylor and chris duffy set to go against the beverly brothers and now some words by the genius myself and the beverly brothers love the world wrestling federation we also love anal pennant. You get the point. Genius and the Beverly Brothers have a picture-in-picture promo during their match about Rocco being involved with the LOD, and they said, bring Rocco with you. We'll carry all four of you out. Okay. Sweet. I bet you want to put hands in butts, don't you? Assisted Face Buster, one, two, three, the Beverly Brothers win. Uh, then they paint the face of Red Taylor red. Get it? Vince pimps the newest edition of the WBF magazine and Lex Luger and his skills. Oh, yeah. 
What what skills? Sliding and riding and sliding. Huh? Okay. We go to Sean Mooney in the event center. And he tosses to Papa Shango with these comments. At any time, he can enter the ultimate warrior's body. That's Vince writing that, of course. Beware of Papa Shango and voodoo. Hmm. Then we get a promo from the big boss man. Wow. And he's talking about nails. And yeah, law and order and justice has been around since the beginning of time. And he's going to put nails back behind bars. We shall see about that. Next week, we'll have Bret Hart, the Nasty Boys, an interview with The Undertaker, Papa Shango in action, and the LOD as well. Boo. 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 This episode sucked. It was it was okay. Decent. I like the promo from Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man. That was about it. But the rest was garbage. All right, let's get into WCW Saturday Night from July 25th, 1992. We start out the show with a recap of the Great American Bash from 1992. Of course, Vader giving Sting the Vader bomb and winning the WCW World Championship. That's right, a title change. New champion. Tonight, Arn Anderson versus Nikita Koloff in the main event. And we'll also have a six-man tag match in action. Sweet. Cool. We get a special look at the former champion, Stinger, as well. Jim Ross is really pimping this one out. And Jim Ross also announces, ladies and gentlemen, my guest, the U.S. champion, Ravishing Rick Rude. And uh, Rick Rude comes out and he says, the plot thickens. New tag team. Champions, new world champion, new light heavyweight champion. Uh, but I'm still the U.S. champion. <clears throat> then he tells Ducey, that's Medusa, who he came out with. That's his valet at the time. He tells her to get him a soda. Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, a mineral water. Change that. Okay. First match from Parts Unknown, the Barbarian. And his opponent, Randy Starr. The Great American Bash is on tour right now, Jim says. Nice. Sweet. Barbarian does some moves, destroys Randy Starr. Jim says, it's good to have referee Nick Patrick back after he was in a car accident. Nick Patrick was in a car accident in 1992. There's also another referee, Joey Morella. Yeah. He gets into a car accident in 1992 and dies. If I could change the timeline, it should have been Nick Patrick. I'm sorry if you guys... <laughs> I'm sorry, but, you know, it, it should have been Nick. Anyhow, Barbarian gives Randy a big boot after a delayed suplex. One, two, three. Then we have Jim Ross with Ron Simmons. This is a flash forward episode because it's 38 minutes. I nearly fucking cried. Oh my God, I've been watching hour and 24 minutes of WCW every week and taking notes. And it gets, it gets cyclical and redundant sometimes. This was nice the way they had to mash it up and they had to just, you know, you got to get the cards moving sometimes. Um, Jim is with Ron Simmons. Simmons fumbles over his words a bit, but it's okay. 
Um, and he says, I may go, go, go against Vader. Sweet. All right. Cool. Let's, let's, let's bring it on. We go to a commercial and come back, and it's Greg the Hammer Valentine with the TV champion, stunning Steve Austin, with Cactus Jack. What a team. They're set to go against. Uh, Jim Ross talks about, hold on, folks. Uh, call my hotline because I got news about the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, and some interesting rumors about Hulk Hogan. Whoa. 1992. Yeah, the team of Greg Hammer, Stunning Steve Austin, and Cactus Jack are going against Dustin Rhodes, Barry Windham, and Johnny B. Bad. Wow. What a six-man tag match. All legends right here. And what some shit is... Jim Ross is talking some shit right now. Um, Nature Boy, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, those guys are signed with WWF. That's so weird. Uh, it's WCW Tactics. Maybe, maybe, maybe Vince was right. Maybe he, he stole talent, but he never had shots fired on TV. I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. We get some good wrestling here from all these legends. I'd recommend actually watching this match because it's fast paced. It's, it's really good. Um, the psychology is, is well done as well. It spills into a mess at the end. And then all of a sudden dirty Dick Slater comes out and he hits Dustin Runnels on the outside. Uh, and he holds Runnels on the apron and Greg, the hammer hits the ropes, tries to hit Runnels with a ax handle to the face, but Runnels ducks out of the way. And, uh, Greg, the hammer hits dirty Dick Slater who was holding Runnels. Uh, yeah classic heel mistake then dustin rolls up greg the hammer one two three that's the end of the match wow wow good stuff there we go to a commercial and come back and vader the new wcw world champion out with harley race set to go against larry santo and rob campbell wow a handicap match vader splashes santo one, two, picks him up. Now, then he does that double arm, like, splash in the center of the ring. I love that. And Santo bounces off of him and, like, lands outside of the ring. He destroys the other guy with a choke slam. Yeah! Uh, Vader is huge right here. And then he gives a guy a huge Vader bomb. One, two, three, end of that. Wow. Impressive stuff from the new WCW World Champion. Then Vader and Harley Race have a promo after that match with Jim Ross. And he talks about the fans want Sting. Yeah, because they're chanting, We want Sting. We want Sting. He says, Yeah, well, they're going to get Sting in a brick bound paper bag. Wow, good stuff from Vader. Simmons, you want some? Come get some. I was all American. You were all American. Let's get it on. Okay. Sweet. Sting, come back, and I'll take your pride, too. Ooh. This is a great way to transition the title from guy from person to person and keeps the feuds running consecutively. I love it. I love it. It's just conscious, good sporting effort from WCW and a great way to book your talent. We go to a commercial and come back, and we are with Tony Schiavone and Sting. Tony says, you have to be down right now. 
Are you down? Actually, let's, let's just go to the audio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to WCW Saturday Night. I'll be rejoined by Ravishing Rick Rude and Medusa in just a few moments. But right now, I want to go to my colleague, Tony Schiavone, who caught up with a stinger just a few days ago. This is a piece of videotape I'm sure that none of us will ever forget. There's no question the most dramatic moment in all of professional sports is when the world's heavyweight championship changes from one athlete to the other. It happened back on July 12th, the Great American Bash, when Big Van Vader became world heavyweight champion. I want to thank the former champion, Sting, for spending some time with me. A lot of fans have asked me this question, and I want to ask you. Uh, certainly, uh, we all feel that you have to be down right now. Are you down? Absolutely not, Tony. As a matter of fact, right now I probably feel more determined than I ever have. Okay, let's take a look at the match. You're going up against a man 450 pounds. You know it's going to be a fight for the world heavyweight title. What was your game plan going in? Oh, I knew it had to be completely different against a guy like this, 200-pound difference like you were talking about, than anybody else that I'd ever faced before. And I knew that the first 10 minutes of that match were more 450 more pounds? ...than I'd ever mm -hmm. had in any match that I've ever had in my whole wrestling career. And uh, I knew if I could just outlast him that first 10 minutes... I'd probably survive it and come on ahead. You know, I was sitting with Ron Simmons during the match, and we talked about the first part of the match, how you continued to go right after Big Van Vader, straight after him, straight after him. You know, we talk so much about the power of the big guy. But during the match itself, you showed a lot of power of your own. I mean, a lot of power. Uh, you're probably talking about when uh, somehow or another I hoisted him up onto my back. I don't know how I did that either, but when the adrenaline is flowing in a match like that, I guess you can do more than, than uh, you might believe. But, yeah, I picked him up. Got him up over, on my back and finally got straight up in the prone position and went back and tried to get the wing knocked out of him. And uh, I thought maybe that would be a turning point right there. I want to bring up something everyone has asked. As a matter of fact, we got a call this morning from a newspaper in London, and they want to go back to Beach Blast when you signed to face Cactus Jack. Pinfalls kind of anywhere on the Gulf mm -hmm. Coast. Many people feel that maybe that was a mistake. What do you think about signing that match? Did you think it was a mistake coming in? Tony, I, I'm a professional, and I'm a professional for World Championship Wrestling. And that match against Cactus Jack, I was geared for. I was geared and ready for that match. And I was geared and ready for a world title match against Big Van Vader. So I'm not making any excuses at all. Well, I know you're never the one to make the excuses. But now as we go back to the world title match against Big Van Vader, can you single out one point that you thought was maybe the turning point of the match? Yeah, I would have to say when... I went for a uh, belly-to-back suplex or a German suplex, and he caught me with a big elbow and knocked me sort of silly for a minute. And so I grabbed the first thing that came, body part that came into my way, and it happened to be his head and a headlock. Instantly, he picked me up and was going to drop me backwards. I knew if I didn't get out of that, that one could be it. So I had to cut the flip over the back of him. Lucky for me, ended up in the same position. Got that belly to back suplex, and I thought right there that was a turning point. I think many people did. Uh, but the referee people, got hit I by Sting's uh, legs. This was a great spot. As a matter of fact, I thought it was about a six or seven or even an eight count at that time. No, six or seven or eight count. Tony, it seemed like an eternity to me. Unbelievable. It was just okay, a second of a delay. The in the corner and the big stinger splash that time. What was going through your mind, actually, at that time? Well... <laughs> big guy like that i mean uh, i'd been lugging around think about it lugging around 450 pounds right. for 20 minutes or whatever it was i was worn out yeah and i just misjudged it just simply misjudged it not to mention the size of his back is almost like a wall and we were both so sweaty from the battle and the hot lights and everything else i think maybe i slid slid off him a little bit as well as misjudging it and i i caught my head on uh, part of the metal turnbuckle then. right and but you still gave it one last desperation shot 
Yeah, I did. After I hit, I remember, I think, being all the way out because I, I didn't hear anything. And then all of a sudden hearing sting, sting. You could hear the crowd, you know, and the roar. Right. And I finally shook a little bit off there and just sort of fell down. And uh, I remember Vader finally covering me right there. And I knew uh, this is it. All of a sudden, things just start to snap for you. And I just barely got an arm up. Sting uh, bleeding, too. Tony, I remember couple of wild swings there. I was going for the home run hit right there. I right. Knew, knew if I didn't connect on one of them that uh, it probably would be it. And that big last right that I took, the big home run, didn't connect. And, and really, I don't remember what happened after that. But, but still, the entire end of the match has to be painful for you to think about that. Tony, it's not painful. Believe me, it's not painful at all. As a matter of fact, painful, painful is being put into a corner. Painful is not knowing what to do the next time you're against Big Van Vader, but I'm not. There's no pain involved because I know what I have to do, and I have one last thing to say, and I want to say this to my fans, and I want to say this to all the little stingers, is I have turned it up, not one notch, but I've turned it up two notches. Ready for you, Vader. Our thanks to Sting. Yeah. We go to a commercial and come back. And Medusa is finally back. Ducey is back with the mineral water, but Rick says, <clears throat> there's noise. Oh, shit. Got it wrong, woman. Anyhow. Jim says, up next, the main event, Arn Anderson versus Nikita Koloff. All right. And tomorrow night, Rick Rude versus Michael P.S. Hayes. Wow, and then Larry Zabisco against Cactus Jack. Okay, I want to see those matches too. Arn Anderson versus Nikita Koloff. Let's do it. Headlock City. Not that entertaining. Anyhow, Nikita wasn't that entertaining when you look back at him. I mean, he was great for what he could do if he was led in the match, but uh, otherwise, couldn't come up with... Too many creative spots. Nikita then gets double arm pinned with Arn. Um, and he you can nearly see the dude's balls. Anyhow, in Russian, you can see his balls. Uh, Mr. Kolov, I can see your balls. Anyhow. Back and forth blows from these guys, good punches, and then Arn comes off the middle rope with a double axe handle and gets caught in the gut with a punch from Nikita Koloff and flips forward on his back. I love this spot from Arn Anderson, but Pauly dangerously comes up on the apron, distracts the referee, or who, well, it should have been him, Patrick, and Nikita rolls up Arn. We get a no count on that because it should have been him. Patrick is distracted. Koloff up and hits Paul E. Dangerously off the apron. Sweet. The fans pop off that. Then Arn comes up, throws um, throws off the ropes, and Bobby Eaton runs out all of a sudden, and the sickle comes out of nowhere from Nikita to Arn. One, two, three. Wow, 
fucking love this episode. It was so quick and just so condensed. Uh, it was action-packed. It was great. Um, we run down the matches with Rick Rude and Michael P.S. Hayes for tomorrow, as well as Larry Zabisco and Cactus Jack. Nikita and Rick Rude are going to collide one more time, and Stinger will be here live next week with Steamboat and Steve Austin in action for the WCW TV title. Wow. Good night, everybody. All right. Fun show. Hope you guys enjoyed this rundown of both episodes of Marking Out the Days Weekend Warriors edition for July 25th, 1992. WCW Saturday Night and WWF Superstars. Anyhow, let's uh let's let's plug some shit. Y'all uh y'all should follow us on Facebook. Retromania with a W. Y'all should follow us on Twitter. Retromania Pod. You can write to us if you want to be a guest or request anything. Retromania Podcast at gmail.com. That's Retromania with a W. You can find Dave over on SoundCloud at kicking out at two. You can find him on Twitter at KOA2. Um, yeah, everything else, guys. We have a big archive on Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network all going on there. Eventually, some things are going to disappear. And everybody's going to have a price. 